Welcome to Ghosted My Therapist with me, Kaylee Booth. I'm your host, and we're going to talk about all things therapy, relationships, and dating. So enjoy. I did go to therapy today, and the show is called Ghosted My Therapist because I have, in the past, ghosted my therapist, and it's because it's a lot. Doing therapy is work. Talking about yourself is work. And it can feel really shitty. Like if you're somebody that in the beginning for me, hearing criticisms about myself, like I just was not in the emotional place to be able to handle that. When I first started therapy, like I truly was like, it felt really self-critical and I was really like shitty to myself and it was all bad, all bad. It's not good stuff. So um, that sucked. and. It was not a good time. But working past that, you kind of get into the phase of like, oh, I'm learning things about myself, but I'm not critical of them I'm, or I'm being less critical of them. And I, it's just for exploration and it's just to know about myself. And if I want to fix it, I can try. Or if I want to kind of work with those things, I can try. But it's not in the hopes of like, saying I'm bad or saying I need to be fixed or saying I'm wrong you know but because I had perfectionist tendencies like I was crying all the time at therapy and I felt really awful about myself I felt so horrible and it was rough because I was like I'm not perfect oh my god uh." and I don't even know if I like myself you know so yeah that's that but I wanted to jump in today because today I kind of was talking to my therapist about how I am as a person and how that relates to like everything I do and at my core I am a very go with the flow water sign if you believe in that shit energy and I am a middle child like I do what I have to do to survive. I try to keep the peace. I try to make people happy. I have learned how to kind of navigate and meet people where they're at. This is just who I've developed into as a person. And it may be middle child and it may be an addict parent thing where, you know, if you have a parent that struggles with any kind of addiction, you learned how to caretake and a young age and you learned how to like make them happy and keep them okay so they don't like fucking lose their fucking shit um hashtag alcoholics woo angsty motherfuckers um and this is not to blame anybody it just always stems back to your childhood right like we learned how to be via watching our parents and navigating our relationships with them has molded us into how we have relationships with other people so yeah I'm a meet people where they're at type of girly you know I'm out here trying to be the likable easygoing fun and because I probably have some daddy issues like I want to please men probably even more than women But not even like I love my women friends and I want them to love me, too. So I, you know, I've been realizing in my adult life that I have troubles with even disliking people because I feel 
Like, even if I dislike somebody, I want them to love me. And that's fucked up. (laughs) And it all stems from, like, you know, control and you don't want to be lonely and blah, blah, blah. Like, if everybody likes you, then it feels safe and stable and then nobody's going to, like, you know, pop off or lose their fucking shit. So that's a thing that I've realized. And because of this tendency to help or be a caretaker or be a people pleaser or whatever you want to call it. Like, I think a lot of people call it people pleasing, but it's really just keeping the peace and being easygoing. And it stems from obviously like having a unpredictable childhood or dealing with like a lot of high energy people and nothing against those people. It just is a thing. And it can be a superpower. Like I said, it can be an amazing superpower and it can be super useful in sales or like HR or being a therapist or whatever, being an attorney. There's so many ways that this skill is a skill and not just a hindrance on me personally. Um, And I really love this skill that I have and I love that I'm easy to talk to and people feel comfortable with me and I like kind of can be what they need me to be and I can meet them where they're at. I really like that about me and it's great for friendship too. Like I'm pretty good at being non-judgmental and being like, hey, what do you need from me and trying to adjust. And it's made me a really adaptable person in life in general. And I'm really, really happy about that. That's all really incredible. The problem comes in specifically for me mostly in my romantic relationships and oftentimes in all of my relationships where I become like too that way and then I don't like step my foot down it's worse in romantic relationships for sure like in my friendships I'm better at being a bit more selfish and kind of like not taking on that responsibility as much because it does feel like it's like a romantic partner's responsibility or a therapist's responsibility. And the reality is it's no one's responsibility except our own. Nobody has to take our shit on. Nobody, maybe a therapist, but even that, like they're paid to do that job and they're supposed to help you. But the only person that can actually do anything about it is yourself. So really, it's nobody's role to do that, and it's nobody's job to do that. So we shouldn't even think that way anyways. But as a romantic partner, we oftentimes kind of insert ourselves into people's stuff, and especially the more integrated you become as as a unit and as a family and as a whatever, it's easy to get a little codependent, and it's easy to get a a little too up in each other's shit. Um, but it's good. Like you should be, some of it's good. You should be supporting each other, loving each other, blah, 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 blah. But it shouldn't turn into codependence, hopefully. Um, another thing that you get from having an alcoholic parent, hashtag yay, hashtag we love codependence. Um, yeah, so fuck you if you're not a codependent, but just kidding. If you are though, I get it. I got it. Like, I'm all up entrenched in my family shit, and it's too much. And for me, I've tried to take physical 
boundaries by like not living near my family and not living near people who like drive me insane. And like I left New Orleans because of that. Like I was feeling so up in people's shit to like a point that I was like, I can't like I need to be alone. There are times when I truly like want to move move to the middle of nowhere and like be alone and just be because I can't emotionally handle it because I feel so exhausted with my own emotions plus everybody else's like you can't fill anyone else's cup if yours is empty um which is true and my mom's always said that and I really do there are certain people that like were draining me and have in my life um and I've always just tried to make them feel good and happy and that's not how that works you know um sometimes tough love is what they need and sometimes like that's just not your role. Like you don't have to do that for them. And when you are kind of supporting this crappy behavior um, and just being that like therapist for them or whatever, they might not learn and they're not going to change. Um, and that's common amongst people who have addicts in their lives is they just kind of like, try to support them and make them happy and they think that's going to fix it instead of like you only fix that shit when you hit rock bottom like when you're feeling at your fucking lowest then people go to fucking therapy and then people go to AA and then people go to NA and then people you know like when you're at your goddamn lowest when you feel like there's nothing left you can't do anything else that is when people finally change and I don't want that for myself. Like, I don't want to be at my lowest. I want to be in therapy. I want to be doing well. Um, and here I am. And I don't know. We've gotten all off track talking about codependence. But codependence plays a part in this as well. It's like in my romantic relationships, I'm very trying to help the other person, trying to make them happy. And the closer I get to them, the better I am at setting boundaries because I feel more secure and safe in that relationship. So I can say like, hey, no, I don't want to do that or I don't want to eat that for dinner. Um, and I've realized this in my sexual life. I've realized this in my work life. Like I am the person that's like, I'll do what you need me to do. And that's not great. I mean, it makes for great sex for that person, but not for me. And it makes great and a great employee, but I'm not getting what I want from the job, you know? So I'm learning slowly how to be flexible and give and take and not be so far to that one side because there is a benefit to that, right? But I don't want to be miserable and I want to be in the center I want balance all I want in life is balance and specifically for my romantic relationships you know and maybe maybe I did get too hard on the boundaries in the last relationship I don't know I'd really tried not to I tried to like listen and I tried to be uh supportive and loving but maybe I wasn't you know maybe I was selfish I don't know but um it's hard to kind of find that line, you know, where's the perfect line of balance between listening and caring and loving and doing what you can and then getting to a point where you're like, okay, I have no more emotional strength to support A, B, and C. So you need to like get friends you can talk to and get like a, a therapist and whatever else. Um, it's one of those things that is very common 
with men, I'm realizing. And I'm, this is why I'm talking about this, because like I've been dating and talking and chatting and that man, the little subby fin sub guy. I don't I don't know what he calls himself, but the kinky king, as I call him, is he like after like giving me some money, he was kind of like, oh, like I we got to stop this. And I was like. Okay. And he's like, I don't think I can stop like without your help because I like feel like addicted to it. And I was like, okay. And this is all over text. Like I have not had a phone call with this man. I have met him in person. That's how I originally met him. But, um, he was like, like, I just feel a lot of like shame and regret and blah, blah, blah. And then I had to like, I felt like I had to like talk him off the ledge and send his money back. And I am like, no, this is, I'm out. Like, I'm done. Like, I, A, I was dragged into this whole fucking money thing in the first place. Like, this is not who I am as a person. I don't give a shit about this. Like, yeah, could I use a couple hundred extra bucks? For sure. Like, I will take it. But I am not here. Like, if I was an actual dom, I wouldn't give your money back and I wouldn't give a shit because this would be a job for me if I was a fin dom but I'm not I'm just some random girl in the street and he like brought his weird kink to me and I was like okay because I'm too go with the flow and I was like maybe I could use an extra money it's fine um and now I and then I started feeling like bad like I did something wrong and I was like that's fucked like that's not on me I didn't do anything wrong like he brought this to me he wanted this I was just like appeasing his desire and it's not like I was into it. Like, I was not. I'm like, this isn't going to get me off. Like, I don't know. This is a sexual thing for you, not me. And I was just being a people pleaser and being and going along with it. And then I started to feel bad. And I'm like, no, this is not what this is. I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not like t- these guys that I've been talking to or dating or, you know, on tinder or whatever i'm like i'm not here for your pleasure but that is my especially post breakup that is my like basic reaction like i i get down to that kind of original self and i become kind of that caretaker i get back to those basic tendencies of like oh i have to do what you like to keep the peace and make you happy and make you like me and make you love me even maybe um and a it doesn't work which we all know we all know it doesn't work but it is something that i learned as a child you know if you do what they like and keep the peace they'll be happy and that's what i want i want to feel safe and loved and everyone to be happy that's what we all want so it's just really interesting to try to give somebody what they need especially post breakup because all I want is to feel like liked and loved because the person that I want to like and love me has is gone now you know so I'm in that vulnerable space of like feeling really unlovable and unlikable and icky and so I get back to that tendency um, because I'm kind of struggling in that space. And so then I'm on the apps or I meet a guy at a random pool and I just kind of go along with what he wants. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? 
what the literal fuck is going on? This is stupid. Like, I get it. I'm trying to give myself grace and forgiveness for being, for allowing this to happen. But I don't want to feel shitty. And the minute I feel shitty is the minute I dip. Like, I, that is something that is kind of like one of my harder things is like when, the minute that I realize like I'm not going to get love, I'm out, you know? Or the minute that I'm like, oh, you're not going to like me, I'm done. Like, I'll, I'll cut you off. I'll delete, you know, delete your number and block your number. Like, I don't care. The problem is the people who, like, continue to give you a little bit of affection and, and love. And then, like, and then they make you feel shitty in other ways. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. This is not how casual dating is. Like, for me, what I want, and I'll put it out into the fucking world right now, what I want in this time of singledom is to, like, have friends you know build a community enjoy my time maybe even have some guy friends because I don't really have a lot of guy friends and I want to build out a community and I want to casually date I want to have fun like I I was talking to my therapist and I was like last time I was single it was so much more fun and like maybe it's because this breakup feels rough and more intense um than my last one but I mean, I did the breaking up last time, so maybe that's why. But I'm like, it just feels not fun. I'm like, maybe it's like the time in my life because some of these guys are like really busy and it feels like we're navigating like work and and timing and it's not spontaneous to just like go on a date and hang out and hook up and blah, blah, blah. Like none of that's happening. So I'm like, this is not fun for me. And it was before. So I tried it again. But I'm like, maybe and maybe men are just getting like crazier. Maybe we're all getting more unhinged I don't know but this is not what I want from a like a casual dating talking situation like I I joke that I'm like I want my roster to be like giving me skills like be able to fix my car and be able to like cook and be able to do a b and c maybe like has a motorcycle I don't know something fun which is a joke but it's kind of not a joke like okay what do I need from the men I'm kind of casually dating right now like I want a good time I want fun I don't want your emotional trauma I don't want like I don't want to deal with whatever weird shame kink thing is going on with you and I've said this to people like I've said like hey I'm not in the space to take on your emotions and it's harder, it's easier with people like you don't know that well, or it's easier with people that you know will like you no matter what. Like if you're like, oh, this dude is like not really my type, I'm not really into him, and I can just tell him that I'm, this is what I want, point blank. But the more you're kind of like attractive or want somebody's attention and you want them to like you, the more you're like not saying your needs and the more you're avoiding saying anything wrong or you're just going along with what they want and I'm not being true to myself and that's stupid so that's what I want in a dating fun time scenario I want to be true to myself and I want to have a good ass time and there are guys like I I've been a guy that like we vibe it's so fun it's easy he cooked for me like it's great do I think we'll end up forever together forever? No. Like he has a lot of shit career-wise going on and we we might not even live in the same place within like 10 months or whatever. So like no, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But 
for now, like hanging out and enjoying each other's company and having a good time, like that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. That is what I want, you know? Like, let's just have some fucking fun, you know? And none of this has been fun. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, relationships are work. And they can be fun, of course, but a lot of times they're fucking work. And if I'm dating and out in the world, I want this to also be fun, not work. I'm like, this is the one time when you're single and you literally have no responsibilities except to feed yourself and your dog. That's it. And go to work and pay your bills. Like, that's it. That's all I have. So I should be having fun. I should be out here going out, living my best life. You know, it should have. I shouldn't be doing this so and I didn't even like I was trying to like pinpoint it I'm like why am I not having fun this is so weird blah 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 and talking to my therapist I'm like oh like it's because a I'm not being true to myself and b b these people are just like dumping their fucking shit on me like literally like I have had a couple guys reach out very via tinder or old guys that I've hooked up in the past or whatever and or even these new guys, I'm like, at least half of them have like tried to like emote about some deep shit to me. And I want to be nice and I want to support them because they're probably wonderful people. And, you know, I want to be a nice person, but like, God damn, like I have nothing. I'm drained. I'm exhausted. I can't. I truly can't. And it's not like I'm getting, it's not like I'm going to like the guy who cooks me dinner and I'm like, oh, I'm so sad and I'm not okay. Even the guys that like would leave space for that and who are doing that, like I'm not going to dump that shit on them. I'm going to a therapist. So dude, if you're a man out there and you feel the need to overshare with a girl you don't really know that well. A woman you don't know that well? Go get a therapist. Get a fucking therapist. Because nobody wants a needy motherfucker, okay? We want somebody who's confident in themselves, in their health, and their mental health, feeling good. We want someone who's stable. That's all we want. That's all anybody wants. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, we might be attracted to crazy, and we might be attracted to what we're used to because of our childhoods or our tendencies or whatever, but we want stable. We want confidence. That's why everybody's obsessed with confidence, because we want that. We want stable, confident people. We want people who are, are chill and like themselves. That's why we love social media people. Because a lot of them seem so fucking confident. Like, oh, they're so confident to, like, say what they think and put themselves out there and, like, not worry about what anyone's saying. Oftentimes, they're the least confident people. But they look super confident, you know? Like, I think about all the people in my life that I look up to or the people on social media that I look up to. And I'm like, oh, I love them so much because they're confident in the ways that I'm not. And they are, like cool with themselves and they're not worried about what other people are fucking doing and that's all we want in a partner is like somebody that's so confident in the ways that maybe we are not and I get that like I think I'm really confident in the emotional relational space so guys who maybe aren't or who struggle with that like want to talk to me about it and want like help and want maybe that's attractive to them I don't know 
But dude, I'm tired. Like, I'm really, really tired. And I'm not even getting anything from these men. Not emotionally, not physically. Like, even if I try, I'm getting nothing. So, I might need to, like, cut the roster, you know? I need to... Which just sucks. I just wanted to have some fucking fun. It's so annoying. Like, being a human is really annoying. And I advise you to look into your tendencies and ask why. And it helps with a therapist because they have seen some of these things before. A lot of us get into the same patterns and act the same way. So they've seen it before. They know it, you know? And they offer different perspectives. And my therapist today said something about if you're somebody like me who you are very empathetic and you deal with a lot of stuff the metaphor is to like imagine yourself in a bubble and I liked this metaphor I think it was nice some people are going to come and try to pop your bubble and they're going to get all up in your shit and they want everything from you and they want to take what you have and take your space up and that's not good Those people are bad for us. Avoid those people. And being in the bubble is good because you have your stuff, whatever it is, in the bubble with you. And then you can feel some stuff, right? Like some of the stuff comes in. You allow it to be flexible and come into your bubble a little bit. You know, maybe it's like a family thing or maybe it's a partner or a friend. Like you're allowed to be empathetic towards the people and feel their feelings a little bit. Not fully, though. You can't be dragged down by it, but you can feel it a little bit. And then you can push out a little bit in ways, too. And it's flexible, but still, you're still in your bubble and you have your safe place and you're protected somewhat. It's just a little protection. It's not a glass jar. It's not a wall. It's just a bubble. Like, turn the walls into bubbles. And if you have nothing, get a bubble because. I am empathetically drained 90% of my life. And if anybody is a therapist or a caretaker or a mother or a father or like people who are like that, who give a lot, like it's so exhausting. So that's my metaphor from Emily, my therapist. And I think it's a good one. I I think it's good to think of it that way and try to set those boundaries like the bubble the walls of the bubble are like the boundaries that you set and you have to sometimes set them with yourself and say hey Kaylee like I'm not going to I'm not going to ask that person how this is going because I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with that right now maybe it's a physical boundary where you need to leave and move far away from that person or people or move out of your hometown because it's all just juicy gossip that negatively affects you um you know maybe you just need to have a talk or communicate with somebody and sometimes it's just that day right like Brene Brown says things like oh you and your partner are not 50 50 like sometimes I have 20 and they have 80 and sometimes I have 80 and they have 20 and sometimes both of us only have like 30 and the days we just have 30 we just try to get through and we try to get what we need from other people and balance each other in other ways but that's the thing right like we're not we can't give more than we have and we need to communicate that with people and 
I have nothing to give right now. I'm so fucking exhausted. And I'm I'm giving even more because I'm like hanging out with these random men that are like shit. Um so it's bad. I need to stop doing that. Cause I need to get something from life and from people and from I need a little like reciprocation. So um and it's not all of them. Some of them are really great and some of them have been very sweet and loving and kind. And I appreciate those men. Um, and having a roster is overrated. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, it's one of those things that you're like, you just kind of accidentally, like when you're single, they just, they just come out of the woodwork. They just creep, creep, creep right out. And we don't love that. We don't love that at all. So, um, not great, but it's okay. Like we, you can, it's okay to just cut them off or just say no, or just say like, sorry, or don't respond. Really? Like I wish, like if I didn't have social media or if I didn't have any phone, like there would be no fucking way for men to reach me. Like truly I, I'm in my house. I go to work. I go to like a coffee shop or I go shopping or I go like to the airport. But I'm not like out in these streets going to bars. Like men would not be able to fucking get me. And so maybe that's what I need to do. Just like block it all off. Just my inner desire to feel loved and get attention is the fucking problem. Cause we all handle breakups really shittily. I don't care who you are like you handle breakups badly if you've ever been heartbroken and if you haven't go fuck yourself um but if you've been heartbroken like nobody handles that well it sucks it fucking sucks it's like a death it's they are no longer in your life you have to adjust i am having to adjust moving to a new old place which is even weirder because like i don't have any friends even though i have friends um and it's a new job and it's navigating a new roommate and it's having to find a new roommate, you know, and it's, it's just everything. Like everything that could possibly change has changed in the last two to three months. And so, you know what? I'm not handling it super well, but I'm handling it better than I could be. <laughs> and at least I'm aware of like the negative moves I'm making, you know? So, <sighs> I hope this helps somebody. I hope somebody out there feels like a little less alone about their breakup or their tendencies to be a people pleaser or codependency. Also, if you are a codependent, um, I'm thinking about going to CODA meetings, which is Codependence Anonymous. And apparently it's great. Winnie Cummings does it. And I think it's probably going to be super helpful. So I'm going to try to go to a meeting and you should too. And you should go to therapy and don't ghost your therapist, even though it happens because it's hard and we're scared and we don't want to talk about our problems because it's a lot. It's a lot, babes. But just know I'm so proud of you. I hope that this therapy sesh helps somebody. I hope everybody's enjoying hearing about my nonsense because it's some goddamn nonsense, bro. It's some nonsense. There's a lot of trash out in the world. There's a lot of trash. And the men, the problem is the men, there's maybe women are like this too. I don't know. I just don't date women. But 
there's like a group of men that do not speak to anybody openly and vulnerably. So they dump it all on their romantic partners. And somehow I get a lot of that dumped on me when I'm dating guys or like even just texting them on dating apps or whatever. And I'm like, uh, like, can we just like fucking have some fucking fun? Like, what are we doing? So if you're that guy, stop. And if you're whoever's receiving that, stop. Stop talking to them. It's so hard, I know, because we love attention. And attention is great, but it's this is attention that is fleeting and it makes you feel like you have a constant hangover. Like I feel emotionally hungover all the time. It's like a little bit of dopamine and not enough, you know? It's a drug. It's an addiction. I mean, we all have addictions and mine is attention. So, okay. That's all I got for today. I therapy's helping. Emily's great. She's my my new bitch and I really like her thus far. She's a good a good time, good hang, if you will. So, well, we love you. Live your best life. Go to therapy. Bye.